Hello, and welcome to episode four of One Faith in Christ. My name is Mark Smith. I am the gospel preacher and minister at the Clewiston Church of Christ in Clewiston, Florida. Uh, I have to uh, start off by apologizing uh, for not being up for a while. We do have a few listeners now. Um, I have, I've been very busy and a little under the weather, um, and also working on this episode. Uh, there was quite a bit of research going into this one, and so uh, it, it's taken a little bit longer uh, to get up and running. But I do appreciate you listening on whatever platform you might be listening on. Um, I know, I, I believe we are on eight different platforms now, including Spotify, um, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, and of course here on Anchor.fm where I uh, uh, record the podcast. So I, I do thank uh, everyone for listening in. And uh, please tell your friends and family, um, especially, you know, uh, um, they might be interested in this episode. Uh, this episode is going to deal a little bit with science and uh, what people often call apologetics. Um, but uh, a lot of research has gone in into this one uh, as well. So uh, a lot of people might be interested in it. As always, you can uh, uh, send me a question um, or a comment, uh, you can uh, send it to me at uh, Christ at gmail.com. Or if you're uh, uh, watching the YouTube channel, you can leave a message there on YouTube. Or you can go to anchor.fm uh, backslash one faith in Christ and you can leave a voice message there as well. And um, if I do read your question uh, um, on a podcast, on an episode, uh, I am not going to be using your name. You will remain anonymous um, because I know that a lot of people um, uh, would just like to stay anonymous with that. Uh, you can leave me your name, of course, but I will not be saying it um, over the podcast episode at all. But uh, we will talk about whatever question uh, you would like to talk about. Now, today, we're going to be... Um, uh, talking a little bit about, as I said, uh, apologetics or science uh, as well. One problem that many people have with the Bible is how old is the earth? You know, children are taught that dinosaurs are tens of millions of years old and that the age of the earth is, uh, it depends on which scientist you listen to, either hundreds of millions or billions of years old. And, of course, they teach evolution. Well, we're not going to get into the whole evolution debate today. Uh, but I think the next episode, we might be talking about dinosaurs a little bit and how all this fits in. But if we go back and look at the Bible, the Bible tells us from the time of Adam to today, well, we can break it down and see it's about seven to 8,000 years old. And an exact date we do not have. But... If the Bible is true, which we affirm that it is, and God is truth, well, how can the earth only be six to 8,000 years old, and yet these highly educated scientists say that the earth is billions of years old? It doesn't mesh. And, of course, um, there are those who say that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that uh, how old the earth is, that God still exists, that God could have used evolution and the Big Bang Theory to create everything. Well, of course, that, that is true. God could have done it that way. But that's not what God 
has told us. If God did it that way, why not tell us that? Instead, God said something else entirely. Of course, in Genesis, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he did it in six days. And uh, uh, by the way, uh, before we get started, those days uh, that Moses wrote in Genesis chapter 1, the word, the Hebrew word for day that Moses used there is yom, Y-O-M. That word has been used hundreds of times in the Old Testament. Every time that yom is used, it is a 24-hour period. There were words in the Hebrew language for eons, for uh, millenniums, uh, and, uh, you know, different definitions of uh, large uh, swaths of time. But those words were not used in Genesis chapter 1. It was always yom, a 24-hour period. And so... Um, uh, let's keep that in the back of our minds as we go through this. But we're going to start off, uh, I've got some quotes from different scientists that um, we're going to talk about. Uh, the first one is from uh, Dr. Hugh Ross, uh, who uh, he is a, a theolog theologian slash scientist. Uh, so in other words, he's a man who believes in God, but also believes in science. But he contends that the earth is billions of years old, and has characterized the issue uh, of the age of the earth as a, uh, as he put it in quotes, a trivial doctrinal point. In other words, it doesn't really matter. Others claim that the Bible simply does not speak to this matter. And um, uh, we're going to look at that. Does the Bible say anything? In fact, is the Bible silent on the age of the earth? Well, that answer is going to be no. The Bible is not silent. Uh, if it is true that the Bible is completely silent on this topic, then certainly we should not make an issue of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But is the Bible silent regarding the age of the earth and the human race? And as I said, no, it isn't silent. And there's testimony of, of inspiration in the Bible that must be respected. And... Um, you know, should the declarations of the scriptures uh, simply be dismissed because there are some people who are intimidated by the assertions of uh, skeptical scientists who are committed to the theory of evolution? And this is what has happened. Uh, so many people are, uh, they believe, that, well, these scientists, they've gone to school, they have a PhD, uh, some of multiple PhDs. They are much smarter than I am, so therefore they must be correct. Well, that's not necessarily the case. If you are taught something wrong and you believe it, that doesn't mean that you are correct, no matter how many letters you have next to your name, such as PhD. But make no mistake about it. The, uh, the, the lust, if you will, for vast periods of time is critical in the Darwinian, or the Charles Darwin scenario of origins. Uh, Dr. Robert, if I get this name correctly, Dr. Robert Jastrow, one of America's more popular scientists said, and I quote, the key to Darwin's explanation is time and the passage of many generations. And the late uh, George Wald of Harvard University said, in quotes, 
time itself performs the miracles. So this is what they believe. It is all about the time. <clears throat> now, uh, here's a crucial question. Uh, uh, you know, in regarding the uh, evolutionary age of the Earth, uh, of the Earth, is it assumption or scientific fact? Is the claim of great age for Earth and humanity, as alleged by most scientists, based upon solid scientific evidence, proof, natural law, or is it grounded upon an evolutionary-oriented assumption? Well, first of all, there is no scientific proof for billions of years old. None. The average person thinks there is, but he is mistaken. In fact, this is what we are taught in school. The earth is billions of years old, but there's no proof for it. Dr. Stephen Morbath, an evolutionist uh, who is a professor at the University of Oxford, one of, if not um, the uh, greatest university in the world, he wrote, No terrestrial rocks closely approaching an age of 4.6 billion years have yet been discovered. The evidence of the age of the earth is circumstantial, being based upon indirect reasoning. And then Dr. John Eddy, who is an evolutionary uh, astronomer, he stated, there is no evidence, none, based solely on solar observations that the sun is 4.5 to 5 billion years old. He, he goes on to say, I suspect that the sun is 4.5 billion years old. However, given some new and unexpected results to the contrary, and some time for frantic recalculation and theoretical readjustment, I suspect uh, that we could live with a value for the age of the earth and the sun being only a few thousand years old. I don't think we have much in the way of observational evidence in astronomy to conflict with that. Now keep this in mind, this man is also an atheist. And he said there is no proof for a billion-year-old sun, or many billions of years old. Now there are a lot of dating methods uh, that science likes to use to try and date things. We're not going to get into all of that. Um, a couple reasons. Number one, I am not a scientist, and I don't truly understand the, uh, we've all heard of the radio, um, the, the carbon dating uh, system, radio carbon dating, I believe it's called. I am not a scientist. I, I've read many articles on it, uh, including doing research for this episode. It is confusing, and it takes a long time to try and break it down. We might try one day. Um, that's not going to be now, but this radiocarbon dating, these scientists will use to date certain things. They'll find rocks, that, and they will try and claim it as hundreds of millions or billions of years old. Um, we all know they have found uh, people who have been frozen in ice, and they will radiocarbon date them, going back and saying that I believe the oldest man is 35,000 years old that they have found. However, that radiocarbon dating is not accurate. In fact, they're finding out it's not even close to being accurate. Uh, they did a radiocarbon dating of a rock. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a rock, it was a petrified wood that was uh, found in the state of Washington. And they dated it, and it came back to be something like 3.5 to uh, 
uh, f um, five million years old. Here's the problem with it. That was found on the side of the mountain called Mount St. Helens. That tree that they uh, pulled this from was actually planted as part of the uh, division of forestry. Uh, they would plant trees and then, you know, uh, um, cut them down years later. But that tree was planted in the 1940s, late 30s to early 40s. And when Mount St. Helens exploded in the uh, uh, in 1980, I believe it was, or 81, of course, all the uh, uh, the lava and, and the water and, and uh, the mudslides that went down created extreme pressure and caused many of these trees to become petrified. And so it was dated at millions of years old when actually it was only about 50 years old. So it's just um, uh, one example, and there are many, that this radiocarbon dating is not accurate at all. But anyway, we're not going to, uh, as I said, uh, that's about it as far as the radiocarbon dating is concerned. Um, except I would like to uh, um, uh, read this. This is from uh, another scientist, an evolutionist, atheist, by the name of Frederick uh, B. Juniman. And he writes, The age of our globe is presently thought to be some 4.5 billion years, based on radio decay rates of uranium and thorium. Such confirmation may be short-lived, as nature is not to be discovered quite so easily. There has been in recent years the horrible realization that radio decay rates are not as constant as previously thought nor are they immune to environmental influences. And this could mean that the atomic clocks are reset, listen to this now, are reset during some global disaster and events which brought the Mesozoic Age to a close may not have been 65 million years ago, but rather within the age and memory of man. Now, did he say global disaster? such as a flood as recorded in Genesis? It could be. This is a man who does not believe in God, and yet he made um, that statement uh, just a few short years ago. So, now, th this is uh, um, much of what science is saying. However, there is scientific evidence for a relatively young Earth. Not only are the evolutionary claims regarding the age of the Earth without support, adequate support, but there are also a number of genuine scientific pieces of evidence that point to a relatively young Earth. Uh, there are many. Dr. Thomas Barnes, a professor of physics at the University of Texas, has done extensive research in the decay of the Earth's magnetic field, and his findings indicate, indicated that the magnetic field was created, guess what, only a few thousand years ago and is decaying toward extinction. And there are many, many other scientists that go along with it. And uh, because I don't want to go too extremely long, this episode is going to be a little bit longer, uh, maybe one day we will get into it. But you can look it up for yourself, too. Look up these scientists who are not Christians, or at one time were not Christians, and they are finding that the Earth is not nearly as old as what they once believed. And it is uh, very interesting. But uh, there is biblical evidence for a young earth. For the Christian who honors the testimony of the inspired scriptures, the final word on this matter must be the Bible itself. If it can be demonstrated 
biblically that humanity and the earth were created at approximately the same time within, within that week of creation. And if it can be shown that man's history is to be measured in terms of a few thousand years rather than millions, then it logically follows that the earth should be viewed as relatively young. The Bible places man at the beginning. Scriptures indicate that the earth and the human family are substantially coexistent in point of origin. Moses described the creation of the earth and man as occurring within that same six-day span. And he said that these were ordinary days, as I mentioned before, that word yom, a 24-hour day. It is unfortunate that so many Christians today feel that we cannot be sure as to the meaning of day in Genesis. They are listening to someone else telling them that a day does not mean a day, that it means something else entirely. A, a day could mean an age or a thousand years. But by the way, they'll point to First Peter, where uh, Peter said that a, uh, a day to God is, uh, or a day to man is a, as a thousand years to God. So they'll, they'll point to that and say, well, a day is a thousand years. Well, if that's the case, then the six days of creation actually took place in 6,000 years, and that still doesn't put it within that millions of years category. So that cannot be true either. But the prophets affirmed that God's sovereignty has been evident to man from the beginning, even from the foundations of the earth, Isaiah 40, 21. How could this statement be remotely accurate if man did not arrive upon the planet until billions of years after Earth's creation. In uh, Mark uh, chapter 10 and verse 6, Christ stated that the male and female humans have existed from the beginning of the creation. From the beginning of the creation. So for someone who wants to say that God used evolution to create the whole world, then is Jesus mistaken here? He would have to be mistaken, because creation happened in that six-day period. This affirmation can never be harmonized with the notion that man is a very recent newcomer to this planet. Paul argued that unbelief is inexcusable because the evidence for the existence of the invisible God is clearly seen in the orderly universe. This evidence, uh, the, uh, these evidences have been perceived since the creation of the world, as Paul stated in Romans 1 and verse 20. Anyone who takes seriously the plain statements of the scriptures cannot help seeing the importance and meaning of such passages. And the scriptures, of course, affirm a brief history of man. The Bible indicates that man's years upon the earth have been relatively few, as I stated earlier, six to 8,000 years. In Luke chapter 3, uh, uh, he, write, he, uh, he lists the genealogy of Jesus all the way back to Adam, who was the first man, of course. Now, if we were to sit down and break that down, from Christ back to Abraham, there are some 55 generations. 55. Archaeology has demonstrated that these 55 generations 
spanned approximately 2,000 years at the most. And that was from uh, um, an article written by uh, a couple archaeologists by the last names of Kitchen and Mitchell. I am not making these things up. Uh, these quotes, by the way, I am reading from someone else. Furthermore, from Abraham on back to Adam, there are about another 20 additional generations. And these generations um, were noted, of course, for exceptional longevity. Uh, they, of course, lived much longer back then. So even if one grants a few possible omissions in the uh, genealogical narrative, uh, as with some Old Testament records, there is no reason to assume that the earlier part of the Lord's um, family record is radically different than that which characterizes later generations. And so when we break all that down, when we look at that genealogy uh, it, from Christ back to Adam, it spans only a few thousand years, not millions. We can trace approximately, not to an exact date, but within, uh, I would say within a thousand years of how old the earth is. If we believe that Adam was created during the creation week and which we should believe. And there are those, of course, um, uh, in, in saying all this, we see that the Bible is not silent concerning the relative age of the earth and, of course, the human family. Now, there are many today who want to compromise with evolutionary chronology. And as we have seen, we can't do that. We can't believe in this scientific theory that cannot be proven, or uh, um, and with God. You know, uh, the famous scientist uh, Stephen Hawking, who died here a few years ago, Stephen Hawking said that he, he believed that the earth was tens of millions, billions of years old. And when they asked him, you know, how do you know that? And he said, oh, I don't know that. I just believe it. We cannot prove that, and it can never be proven. And he stated that. It can never be proven. He admits that. So yet, why do so many people believe that? And there are different theories uh, uh, to all this, for those who believe in the scientific theory and in God. And there are different theories you can look up. I'm sure we're going to talk about it one day. Um, I'm running a little long here now, but there's, of course, the gap theory, where a day was actually equal equal to maybe millions of years old. Um, and, you know, we, we just cannot believe in that because that is not what the Bible says. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible is God's holy word. We need to listen to him. And so, um, in conclusion, it would be well to remember this. Uh, as uh, one person wrote, today's science is tomorrow's superstition. According to um, uh, articles in, in different scientific journals, some astronomers and scientists are now saying that the standard techniques employed in measuring the age of the universe are significantly less accurate than new estimates based upon, quote, compelling evidence coming in from the Hubble Space Telescope. New evidence coming in. These findings appear to, quote, indicate that the universe is much younger than its oldest stars 
an apparent impossibility that will force a re-examination of our universe model and how stellar ages are measured, unquote. That was written from a man by the name of Michael uh, Jacoby in 1994. And he found it curious that the universe is younger than its oldest stars. How could that possibly be if everything started, of course, with the Big Bang? Some are suggesting, suggesting that the age of the universe may need to be reduced by almost two-thirds. The LA Times reported that the new calculations are, uh, uh, quote, the new calculations are beginning to create a major headache for cosmologists, unquote. What does this say about the accuracy of the measuring methods behind such speculations? Of course, it says that they cannot get it right. They are all over the place, and they are shrinking the time of the age of the Earth as well as the universe. Alexander Campbell, who was a, a, a restoration preacher here in the United States, he wrote, We are aware that some writers of modern as well as of ancient time think the Mosaic account of creation should be discarded as erroneous because the various strata of Earth, according to geology, evince a higher antiquity than five or six thousand years. We place the inspired record as given by Moses under a divine commission against all the theories founded upon the nature or science as interpreted by man, and we believe the Mosaic account will grow brighter and brighter as the geological theory fades and recedes into comparative oblivion. He is so right. By the way, he wrote this in the late, uh, I'm sorry, mid-1700s. He said that in time, the Bible is going to prove itself correct. This is what science is finding today. They are discovering that they have been wrong. They are discovering that Darwin may not have been right. He may have been wrong on a lot of these things. By the way, Charles Darwin, on his deathbed, said, Everything that I have said about the evolution of animals and man I cannot prove. And he also said, I don't even see how it is possible. He said this, Charles Darwin. He said, in fact, there is much more evidence pointing to a designer than pure accident. All of this coincides with what God said in Genesis Chapter 1, the earth was created in six 24-hour days, period. And you know, what does it say for these men who believe in science, and, and not that I don't believe in science, and, and um, scientific theories, what does it say about those men who believe in that and believe in God as well? If they say that uh, in Genesis chapter 1, um, the creation week of, of these six days, if that is wrong, if the first part of the scriptures are wrong, what about the rest of the Bible? Then they would have to say, well, the rest of the Bible could be wrong as well. 
And this might be one reason today why we see so many different Christian beliefs. Because they want to start to break down the Bible and say that God's word is not accurate. It can't be trusted. Obviously, it can't be trusted because this man from Oxford has a PhD and he says that the earth is billions of years old. He must be right. And God who created the earth in six days, he must be wrong or mistaken or he didn't tell us the truth. A day isn't a day. It is so sad to see so many people going down that road. Trust in God's word. We have faith. As Christians, we have faith and we believe that God's word is true. But now we also have evidence backing that up. It's up to man to believe or disbelieve that. Now, in the next episode, I know we are going very long here. Um, the next episode will be on dinosaurs. And where do dinosaurs fit in, and are they even in the Bible? And the answer is, yes, I believe they are. And we will get in, into that as well. But in closing today, I would like to thank you so much um, for listening. This was longer than what I expected. Um, but uh, uh, if go back and listen to it again and, and read up on these things. And if you have any questions, please send them to me at uh, Christ at gmail.com or here on anchor.fm backslash onefaithinchrist. And um, we'll be talking to you again in the next couple of days, talking about the dinosaur dilemma. Thank you, and God be with you.